not everyone gets the chance to join the military or to become a pilot. I feel quite proud that I was able to break that barrier for Australia. There's an awesome network of support with the female fast jet pilots over in the US and the UK who had our backs the whole way. That was M, Australia's first ever female Top Gun pilot. She also has a call sign, like you may have seen in the movies, and hers is Squat. Did you also know that it costs $15 million to train a single fighter pilot like her? Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism with me, Adelaine Ung. Just a heads up that today's episode style is a little different to what you might be used to from this podcast. It is, after all, my 100th episode, which is quite a personal milestone. And speaking of accomplishments, we're exploring the high-flying world of fighter pilots for a sneak peek at what they might be able to teach us about things like breaking barriers, the psychology of performance, the importance of teamwork, and focus in high-pressure situations. In other words, what if you and your team could perform like the fighter pilots in the movie Maverick? We'll hear from M and her colleague Fuzz. That's his real name, in case you're wondering. These two Top Gun pilots are accustomed to dangerous, high-flying missions with the Air Force, but they also bring a taste of their precision piloting world to the kind of meeting rooms we're more used to in the corporate world through a company called Afterburner, which recently relaunched in Australia. And the promise is, these pilots can transfer their mission success rate of 98% to you and your team, which sounds crazy when you think about what these pilots do. But how did M and Fuzz even get here? How did they know that fighter piloting, if that's a word, was their calling? We'll hear from Fuzz first, and please do forgive the background noise as this was recorded on a busy show floor at this year's bustling trade event that was AIM. I think that, you know, there's a point in time where every kid sees a thing or feels, you know, whether it's an air show or the first time you see a fire truck where, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, you get goosebumps, and you're like, that is the thing that lights my little tiny fire. Um, and so chasing that down has been a huge advantage in situations where maybe there were other opportunities, but if they didn't lead to this path, this thing that really sort of uh, touched me at my core, then it, it just didn't align with what I was trying to accomplish. And it allowed me to really stay focused from childhood to uh, accomplishing my goal and, and living out my dream. Started off in uh, Dallas, Texas, USA. I went to our Air Force Academy right out of high school. Also got selected to fly the F-22 Raptor, and that's what I've been flying ever since. So I've hop skipped around uh, the United States with my last assignment being back in Texas as a fighter fundamentals instructor uh, with various deployments all around the world intermixed. I remember seeing the movie Maverick not that long ago. I was in amazement at just the skill level and just the risk that you guys go through and just what it takes to be, I guess, almost an athlete at that level. And you're Australian and you've done this amazing thing, which is break not only the sound barrier, but also the gender barrier. I had a dream as a kid to become a helicopter pilot. So I had a bit of a different journey to the rest of the Afterburner team and I joined the army in the hope of pursuing that dream. After about five years in the army, um, going through all my officer training and getting skilled up, when I made it onto pilot's course, I found that I really enjoyed fixed wing, which I didn't expect. 
and I had the opportunity to give fast jet training a go. So that opportunity led me down a very different path to what I expected and I joined the Air Force and was lucky enough to graduate fast jet training on the FA-18 Classic Hornet back in 2017. And at the time, uh, up until that time, Australia didn't have any women doing that role and I was lucky to graduate that course with one other woman. Yeah, we were the first two women in Australia to graduate as fighter pilots. I'm interested in a bit of the sports psychology and performance psychology that goes into what makes a good fighter pilot. And I've been following that interest in my my normal day job, but then I've also had the opportunity with Afterburner to see those considerations in the corporate world as well, and I'm really enjoying that work too. Can you tell I was in awe of Em and Fuzz? These fighter pilots who straddle between their cockpits and corporate meeting rooms, taking what they know and transferring their skills to ordinary people like you and me. Now, if you're thinking this involves psychology and mindset training, you're spot on, as M hinted earlier. But can you really transfer what happens in a Top Gun cockpit to a regular corporate setting? So I guess we're trying to share the fighter pilot mindset on how we achieve flawless execution. It's the ability to get up every day and minimise the interference, avoid distraction and task saturation and just focusing on what is your mission, going through deliberate plan, brief, execute, debrief and keep on getting better every day. That sounds like precision. Striving for 100% all the time is really what you have to do to be able to consistently perform, especially because the consequences of not achieving your mission or not performing well can be quite dire if you're in a fighter aircraft. But we have seen the movie and (laughs) we get the idea uh, how dangerous a mission can be. It's a dangerous job every day. It's a risky job. Uh, So whether it's going up for training or it's combat, um, risk is always at play and they pay pay the big bucks if you will, in order to identify those risks, mitigate them at every turn so you can bring everybody back. All I can say is I'm glad the pressure's on them and not me. And I admit it was still challenging for me to believe that us ordinary folks could operate at their level of precision, risk-taking appetite and discipline. It is a whole other level I couldn't even relate to. I mean, are these the kind of guys who take early morning showers in ice baths just to get into the right mindset? What type of person do you need to be to do what fighter pilots do? A big, giant nerd. Uh, <laughs> you have to be willing to sit down and, and examine something. And, and we share the same trait with, as you said, athletes, whether it's Formula One drivers, football players. The physical nature of what we're doing might be slightly different, but those athletes are sitting down and studying their craft. They watch film. They do movements over and over and over again. That's the skill. I mean, the dedication to getting down to the nuts and bolts and not leaving until you can't get it wrong is probably the core of what it is that we do. Our speciality is just a little bit different than everybody else's. A little bit different? Sure. They're traveling at something like 1,500 miles per hour, which I think converts to 2,000 kilometers per hour, while I'm doing something a lot more mundane surrounded by four white walls and staring at a Word document. I mean, can you really connect those two environments? So, yeah, you're flying incredibly fast and there's a lot of risks in the missions that you're executing and what you're going out to achieve. The pressures you feel while you're doing that are exactly the same to what 
anyone else feels in their day-to-day life, whether it's in a corporate environment or in a meeting at a, at a boardroom, trying to achieve KPIs. And it's kind of... Really? I mean, like, I'm just looking at the backdrop and there's, a, you know, this photo of one of those fighter pilots, exactly like how you see in Top Gun. That environment is exactly the same as what CEOs and executives go through in the corporate room, in, in the office. So the environment is different, but the pressure that we put on ourselves can be the same. And so it's, it's an awesome opportunity to have a fun, exciting session at these events where we take people out of their comfort zone and we get them to learn some lessons and make some mistakes and take them through a process of being able to focus and perform and take those lessons into the next day whilst avoiding all that task saturation and the noise and the distractions. Okay, I'll take the award for it. I mean, Afterburner, as a global events company, has worked with over 10,000 teams and more than 85% of them rebook these pilots for repeat training. So what actually happens when these pilots take over your corporate meeting? What are they getting us to do? Are we ducking for cover or doing anything crazy like flying virtually sideways in order to get through cracks through very narrow virtual mountains? First thing we do is get the heart rate up. We don't want this to be your standard conference, keynote, what have you. We want this to be an opportunity for you to be excited about where you're at because having fun is at the core of anything worthwhile. And so we don't want to get right into the depth of everything. And once we get the energy charged, we're digging into putting you in the emotions of being a fighter pilot, what it's like to be task saturated, what it's like to feel like you're not exactly sure what you should be doing, but give you the tools to figure it out so you can leave with the confidence to do that in your daily life. The physicality piece is another distractor, if you will. So here's a here's a core intellectual task that you have to get done, but we want to mimic you know, the corporate environment, which is yes, but now you've got to go to this meeting over here and you've got this call over here and well, now I have to go to this corner of the room, but my task and what I'm supposed to be doing is over here. Uh, and then taking that result and debriefing individuals on their performance. Not only, you know, did you do the thing that you were tasked to do or not, but how did you work as a team to get there? Or how did you not work as a team? And what elements of those things might be translatable to the team that you're currently on? or lessons that you can sort of extrapolate out to where you're going to be back to when you leave us. No wonder why people keep signing up for more. But I am curious, with thousands of workshops conducted with companies, what is the number one challenge M and Fuzz have seen people and teams struggle with? The biggest challenge is probably just maintaining focus and avoiding distraction. And that is one of the key things that we help with and we give people tools to be able to combat that in their daily work. Um, debriefing feedback, uh, taking what has happened and really putting up a nice detailed critique against what it is that you were intending to happen while removing you know, the emotions that are inherent in high pressure situations and getting to the core of what you need to learn for next time or what you need to keep doing in order to have continued success. Well, that sounds pretty cool. If these pilots can teach us how to be ruthless with any distractions from our tasks, deal with our mindset and emotions, especially in the review phase, and finally cut those balls and chains off that prevent us from reaching our goals, I'm up for that. And before I let these guys go, I had to sneak in one more question. The movie Maverick, aka Top Gun 2, how close was any of that to the real thing? 
So uh, I definitely enjoyed Top Gun 2 Maverick. I thought that was much more realistic to the physicality and what it takes to actually experience G-force and be flying an aircraft in a way where you're fighting other aircraft, you're fighting threats, and there's a lot going on physically and mentally. Yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Okay, Faz, your thoughts? Yes, definitely don't take your phone out in the bar. That's uh, 100% real. Also less showering, that was also a point. But also just yeah, the, the, the G-forces, the physicality of it while performing a complex task. Um, I really enjoyed seeing that portion of, of the job represented. Fantastic. It's been an amazing insight into what you guys do. So thank you so much. And I love that you're making yourself accessible just to everyday people like ourselves who work in offices. So thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having us. Looking forward to working with everybody out there. Yeah, looking forward to getting to meet people at the events. There you have it. You can believe Hollywood after all, at least some of it. A big thanks to my friend Leona Watson from Afterburner for introducing me to Em and Fuzz. She also shared an interesting observation about business and teams, which I'll pass on to you. Most businesses, most entrepreneurs, have a strategy, but only maybe 40 to 50% actually ever get executed. Want to take a guess why? Because of distractions. So it's incredible to think that fighter pilots run at 98% performance and delivery on every task. Not just the big missions, but every single task. It is possible. An afterburner can either inspire or coach your team to do this. And if you'd like to know more, check the show notes for Afterburner's contact info. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, I'll be bringing you a brand new interview on a topic I promised months ago we'd talk about, and that is how the tourism and event industry can attract, hire, and retain good staff in a challenging environment. I can't wait for you to hear it. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. And a massive thank you to all listeners and supporters of this podcast, especially if you've been tuning in since day one. Thank you to everyone who's written to me or given me feedback for ideas and improvement. You know who you are, and please know you have a very special place in my heart. If you found value in today's show, I would love a five-star rating and review on your podcast player. And click the follow button if you'd like to be notified when a new episode drops. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, check the show notes for links to my favorite tools, Amazon gift cards and discounts. Need help using these resources? Not a problem. Reach out at uponarrivalpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for more stories and strategies for a successful future. Until then, cheers. Cheers.